Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Youth Vibes. I'm your host, Daniel. Today, the most divisive conversation of our time has centered around abortion and a woman's right to choose. While this is a Christian show, we welcome a diversity of viewpoints and are interested in having substantive conversations on the issues. On today's podcast, my colleague, Dalipa Gwari, has a conversation with Professor Amaka Ocheke, a practicing medical doctor specializing in obstetrics and gynecology. Their conversation addresses some of the questions surrounding abortion that members of our community have asked. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, Amaka. Good afternoon, Dalipa. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good. How's I'm good. your day going? Very busy, but fruitful. We thank God. Okay, so I have this friend that went like doing 007 stuff, like real investigative stuff, and found out one really amazing fact about you. I just need you to do this just so that so that we we'll know whether I say disclaimer or you know. So um, the first question I have for you: Are you a Nigerian citizen? Yes, I'm a Nigerian citizen. Are you sure? Very sure. Are you a citizen of like Cameroon or something? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm a Nigerian citizen, though I wasn't born in Nigeria. But ah. a, I was born in Cote d'Ivoire, but I'm a bona fide Nigerian citizen. You see, bonsoir. Bonsoir, comment ça va? That's where my French is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so welcome to today's um, podcast. Um, we're going to be talking about abortion, as Daniel had said earlier. So can you begin by walking us through the trimesters of pregnancy and what major changes happen at each phase? Like, when does a fetus become a living being? Hmm. That is a tough one. Hmm. Because uh, when a fetus becomes a living being depends on people's school of thought. Now, pregnancy has three trimesters. First, second, and third trimester. First trimester is from the first week or zero week to the 13th week. Second trimester is up to 28 weeks and subsequently, um, well, 26 weeks actually. And then subsequently is the third trimester. Now, um, what happens in each trimester is every trimester, the child is developing and growing. But during the first trimester, all, um, all the organs that the child um, is going to use or is going to have, have practically all been formed during the first trimester. What is now left during the rest of the trimesters is for the organs to grow, develop, and all that. But everything that you need is already present at the first trimester. And when exactly does life start? As um, I said earlier, depends on your school of thought. Um, some people feel that um, life starts maybe when the child is born, then life has started. Um, but people also feel that life has started when there's fertilization between the ovum and the spermatozoa, that life has already started. Because at that time, at fertilization, all the genetic material required for that child to be all that he or she would be, yeah. it's already available. Okay. So it depends on your school of thought or what you think. But if you want to know my own uh, view, I think at fertilization, life has started. Oh, the whole school of thought and everything. But 
Is abortion legal in this country? Hmm. Under certain circumstances, abortion is legal in this country. So um, we won't say that in Nigeria, abortion is totally illegal, but mm -hmm. the abortion laws are restrictive. In other words, uh, abortions can be procured if the life of the mother is at stake. Okay. So if continuing the pregnancy will kill the mother, then abortion um, is allowed by Nigerian law. Okay. So uh, it's not totally prohibited, but it depends on what is at stake, and that's the mother's life. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what does an abortion actually do? This is for like our younger listeners that don't really know, even older ones that don't really know what an abortion is. Like, what does it actually do? Okay. Um, I'll talk of abortion maybe from a medical point of view. Yes. Um, we define abortion as the termination of a pregnancy before the age of viability. And when we say viability, it's at the age where the child can comfortably survive out of the uterus. Okay. And in our environment here in Nigeria, it's 28 weeks. That's about um, seven months. That's age of viability. And now abortion can be, can be spontaneous or can be induced. So sometimes pregnancies terminate on their own. Yeah. Uh -huh. But generally here, when we talk about abortion, when people are talking about abortion on yeah. this they are talking about the one that you have induced. Yes. Yes. So abortion can be spontaneous, it can be induced. induced. Spontaneous due to various reasons. And then induced, which is what most people are talking about. Maybe the pregnancy is not welcome for very... Yes. Mother is not ready, yeah. pregnancy is not wanted, and then you terminate it. And there are many things people do to terminate the pregnancy. People do drugs. There are certain drugs people take to terminate the pregnancy. And there are certain procedures that used to be done like DNC or manual vacuum aspiration to terminate the pregnancy. But now, it's like many people um, have become more aware of the drugs they could take over the counter. They buy, they are easily available. People buy wow. and then take these drugs and then terminate the pregnancy. Um, the incidence of people going to quacks seem to be reducing less and less. Mm -hmm. People seem to know what to take and they go take the drugs and then the abortive process begins. Sorry, during the abortive process, like does the fetus feel anything? Um, research has shown that fetuses feel pain. Ooh. People have said, oh, fetuses, they are, they, are, they, are, they are nothing yet. They are not beings and they don't feel any pain. But people have done research and have tried to show the abortive process, maybe under ultrasound scan, okay. have shown that if you poke at the fetus, they try to move away mm. from the site of pain or the site of injury. Wow. So they actually would feel pain. pain. Yeah. So what are the risks of associated with having an abortion? Hmm. Especially if an abortion is um, unsafe. What we define as unsafe abortion is an abortion is done by somebody who is not skilled, okay. done in a place that is not clean, and done with equipment that are not, um, not the right equipment. Yeah. So that will be considered unsafe abortion. And the complications are far-reaching. 
Um, you could have bleeding, severe bleeding that could cost the life of the mother. You could have infection. Um, yeah, and that uh, infection could become so bad that woman, uh, the lady could also die from it. Then you could have damage, depending on how you, the abortion is done, you could have damage to certain organs, including wow. intestines and wow. um, things like that. People have done that. People have done abortions in ways that you could see even the intestine coming out. Wow. So those, could, um, those kind of complications what? could um, occur. And then sometimes also cost, cost the life of the mother. But there's also this gist that, oh, I don't know whether it's a rumor or like a myth, but there are some people that say people get um, breast cancer from having abortions and, you know, future infertility from having... Um, about breast cancer, yeah. I don't know about that one. <laughs> but infertility, yes, because if you have an infection following the abortion, okay. abortive process, then um, one of the easiest places this infections, uh, infection would reside or occur would be the tubes. So once you have infection in the tubes, a lot of times during, during the healing process or recovery from the infection, the tubes get blocked mm. because of the adhesions and all that that yeah. form from the infective process. So even in the clinics, a lot of people who come now with infertility, they want, when they are now ready to have children, they now come. Uh, one of the most common causes is the fact that um, the tubes have been damaged mm -hmm. through um, many things, but abortion is one of the things okay. that could um, result in damage to the um, fallopian tubes. Okay. okay. I think I like have like basic gist now about what abortion is. Um, just a hypothetical question now. Where the father is like pressuring the mother to have an abortion and the woman cannot provide for herself, what should she do? Okay. Um, yeah, many people will give that as an excuse to have an abortion. But um, we also need to remember that the child also has his or her own rights. The fact that nobody is speaking for these unborn children does not mean that they do not have rights. But for a mother in this kind of situation, yes, I empathize with her, but there are things you could do. There are many people out there who want children, who can't have children, and are looking for children to adopt. And um, if you've talked with anybody who has tried to adopt kids, ad getting ad kids to adopt is a is very difficult, and even the process can really be very difficult or wow. frustrating. Wow. Yeah. So if um, a girl gets pregnant, doesn't want the baby, there are people out there who are able to give love to that child. And I think you could have the baby if you don't want to keep the baby and give to those who want a baby and willing to love this child and um, give to them. That's what I think. Another hypothetical question. I have a bunch of these things. Um, in the case of rape, I feel like this is the one that goes around a lot. So many people ask this question, like in the case where the lady is raped and she gets pregnant, and she gets pregnant. or even let me even expand your yeah. hypothesis or theoretical situations, yeah. which, is, which, is, which is real, happens. 
in case it's also a case of incense, the mm. girl gets pregnant for her, her brother, brother, gets pregnant for her father. What do you do? And people say, God forbid, this is an abomination. <laughs> but now, coming from a Christian point of view, um, every, every child is, um, I think every child, or let me put it this way, no child is a mistake. Let me put it like that. No child is a mistake. God has a plan for every child. And I don't, I personally don't think that this should be reasons to abort the child. I've read stories of people who, who um, decided to keep those children. Some kept for themselves, some gave up for adoption, and um, things turned out well for them at the end of the day. But when it was happening, it seemed very difficult. It seemed like um, they were crazy. Why would you keep a child born from rape? Um, but they did it anyway, and um, at the end of the day, I think it turned out well for them. Because having spoken with a number of people who have had abortions, yes, this is something people don't want to talk about. A lot of people live with guilt. Yeah. A lot of people live with guilt. They feel very bad. Um, they wish they could undo what has happened. They keep wondering what would have been of that child if they have kept the child. And then for many other people, you find that after an abortion, many times the relationship ends. Yes. Any relationship, the relationship, yes. and once that abortion happens, that relationship ends. So you you wonder why, and then I also have I've had a patient. This is a sad story. Yeah. Um, she got pregnant, and um, they weren't ready to get married at that point in time, and they decided to go get an abortion, and they got the abortion in a place that wasn't it was an unsafe abortion. So she developed complications. She had to be admitted in June for a while. Finally, um, she got okay and was discharged. Very annoyingly, three to six months after her discharge, they now got married. And I'm like, for goodness sake, so why did you abort this child? Um, They attend an evangelical church in just here. And she said that if they had found out she was pregnant, they wouldn't have... Um, wedded them so it was in quotes better for her to abort the baby and then get married three months later now the the sad thing about it was after they now got married she couldn't get pregnant she had gotten complications from that abortion and her tubes were blocked Mm. so they had been going around trying to see what they could do to get a pregnancy I don't know, I finally lost touch with her some years back. I don't know what has finally happened to them, whether they've been able to get a pregnancy and all that. But she was full of regrets. She said if she had known, she would have kept this baby. She was just trying to please people and um, displease God. Let me put it like that. (laughs) And at the end of the day, she suffered the consequences um, of her decision. I have another hypothetical question. Go ahead. I'm going to fill you with a lot of hypotheses and theories. I, you know, the whole thing about these abortions, you know, I feel like it's women and all this. But if men were able to give birth, do you think we would be having this type of conversation? Because, you know, men are always giving this kind of special treatment. You know, there's a way that the guy can go and sleep around. Nobody really cares about him. But 
woman it's a whole different thing i think i think um, one of the challenges or the, about the things that go on around abortion is that there's a lot of hypocrisy there's a lot of hypocrisy like some years ago um i was talking with a cousin of mine and he was talking about a girl who had gotten pregnant and everybody was um, kind of reading insults on her imagine why would she get pregnant and all that and I asked him, I said, why, why is this pregnancy such an issue for you guys? You, 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 you sleep around. I told my cousin, I said, I know you, you, you have been having premarital sex. Yeah. It hasn't been an issue for you. Your friends have premarital sex. It hasn't mm. been an issue for you. But this girl gets pregnant and she hasn't done anything special mm. aside from that premarital sex. And yeah. she gets pregnant and then everybody's calling her names. He goes, eh, if people, if you're going to have premarital sex, then you should know the right thing to do to make sure you don't get pregnant. <laughs> I told him, I said, you're a hypocrite. Very you're true. just a hypocrite. Because there's nothing special you do to get pregnant aside from what everybody yeah. or what you all have been doing. So why insult the girl? Why call her names? Why, you know, ostracize her, in quotes, because she got pregnant? And she didn't get pregnant alone. Somebody slept with her to get yeah. pregnant. What of the guy? You guys are hailing the guy that he's a sharp guy, but she is a stupid girl because she gets pregnant. So there's a lot of hypocrisy, double standards around all this. And of course, I'm not encouraging premarital sex, yeah. but I think if people will be real and accept that pregnancy is a consequence of premarital, premarital sex, sex, like HIV and STIs, yeah. then you shouldn't go condemning people who are doing the same thing that you are doing. Mm. Yeah, so. Very true. So, but if guys were getting pregnant, well, I don't know. Basically, I think everybody, even the ones who are not doing premarital sex, I think every family will just have one child. <laughs> because men will not do labor. They will, they, I'm not sure they are ready to do the pains associated with it. So, I guess every family, max, will have one baby, and that will be it. True. I agree <laughs> with you. 100%. <laughs> Bringing it now to the Christian background, you know, there's so many people out there that are torn about after having pregnancies. But as a Christian, do you think they get forgiven after having abortion? God, God forgives everything yeah. if you confess your sins. Well, maybe except um, sin against the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. And then I heard somebody say yesterday that maybe also the issue of unforgiveness. If you don't forgive, God will not forgive you because mm. that's the Lord's prayer. Forgive us as yes. sins as we yeah. forgive those who sin against us. But there's no sin that God will not forgive if you are repentant and um, you ask for forgiveness. He says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But the problem is are, we, are people ready to confess? And then something I read yesterday too brought something else to mind. That sometimes what we do is not really confession. Sometimes what we do is to excuse ourselves and go before God so that God will say, yes, okay, yes, Amaka, you are in a difficult situation. I understand, you know, yeah. you really didn't have a choice. It's okay. That's not repentance. That's not, you know, repentance is I take full responsibility for my action. What I did was wrong. God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And I plan, and really plan, never to go back again. So it's not enough to say I'm sorry, but all the things that helped you or encouraged you to sin are still in place. And you say you are, you are, you are repenting, you are not repented. When you have repented, the things that have encouraged you to sin, 
will have gone out. So maybe that relationship should have ended if it's a relationship that makes you or pressurizes you to always have sex when you shouldn't. That relationship should be on its way out. But not that you're still in the relationship. You're still yeah, um, doing the same. Yeah, doing the same things and saying you're yeah, sorry. I don't think you are really sorry. Okay. But are we also only saying that abortions are wrong because we are Christians or like in general abortions are wrong? You know, this thing always comes from also your perspective or your worldview. If you really believe that um, life starts after delivery, then anything that happens before delivery is not a problem for you. But if you believe that life starts earlier than that, and you know that um, we shouldn't kill, then abortion should be an issue for you because you are killing. You are killing not just anybody, but your kind. And um, it should be an issue for you. And those who have that mindset or that view that life has started and if you are doing an abortion, you are killing, would not support the issue of abortion. And I know that there are people who are not even Christians who don't think it is right to kill and they won't want to partake of it. Then coming from a biblical point of view, God says do not kill. So I don't think anybody, any Christian in his right mind or her right mind should want to kill anybody. My take. But what what's the role of the church in this debate and in the growth and development of children, really? Well, I think um, generally, I think the church or Christians should take a stand about um, what we believe about abortion, and that is that we don't think people should kill, even for your own convenience. But also, um, in taking that stance about abortion, you should also prefer um, solutions and alternatives to problems, real-life problems that people face. Because sometimes the challenge is like, Christians, we're just hanging somewhere in the air. We're not real. We're not down to earth. We seem to be um, disconnected with what is going on around us and in our environment. So while saying that abortion is wrong, you shouldn't kill, you should also uh, interface with the realities of your environment. And what are those realities? Is that young people are having sex when they shouldn't. And well, an aside to this is, uh, please, abortions are not only done by young people. I've, in my own experience, I found out that most abortions are done by married people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So abortions, yes, young people are having premarital sex. And so pregnancy is an outcome of premarital sex. So what yeah. do you do about young people having premarital sex? So the church should have um, should be clear about saying that, look, premarital sex is wrong. And find out why young people or young Christians, because if people are not Christians, of course, I can't tell them what, to, what do. to do. They have their own mm-hmm. life values and what they want yeah. to do. But Christians, why are young Christians having sex, premarital sex? And these are issues that we should look at and address. Why are married people doing abortions? They're having pregnancies that are not wanted. So what do you do to make sure that people who are married are not having, are not having pregnancies that are not wanted? We should discuss the issue of family planning, contraception. We should, talk about, we should talk about it. And it should be something that the information should be out there among Christians. And then if Christians, yes, you get pregnant, you didn't plan for the pregnancy. Yes. What should you do? Are we supposed to throw the young girl out of church? 
shouldn't we love her? Shouldn't we encourage her? Shouldn't we tell her that, look, you, 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 you are still accepted even though you are pregnant. We don't like what you did to get pregnant, but we still love you. We still accept you. And then not only leave it with the young lady, what of the young boy that got her pregnant? What do we do to him? Should he get away scot-free? Nobody's saying anything to him. He's living his life the way he should. And then for the older people who get pregnant, I'm 50, I'm 55, my children are university or we're already talking yeah. of grandchildren mm. and I get pregnant. What happens? We should learn to also be accepting that this has happened because some of the some part of the problem is that people don't want to be laughed at. Yes. So I guess maybe now if people see me pregnant in church now, I'm, I'm going to get an earful. Oh hey, what happened? Oh. <laughs> hey, Auntie Amaka, what happened? And people will laugh their head out. And so maybe out of shame, yeah. embarrassment, I want to. But you should know that at this age, if somebody gets pregnant, she didn't plan for it. True. She didn't plan for it, but it has happened. So let's make her comfortable. Let's be accepting. And if she knows that we are going to be accepting of what has happened, the, ch- the desire to go and terminate the pregnancy will, will be less. Be there, yeah. I won't say it won't be there, but it will be less. Be knowing there. that you are going to be accepted, nobody is going to laugh at you. Even if we laugh, it's okay, it's happened. How can we help you? Mm. Because most times, um, life has moved on. Maybe you're at the peak of your career. This is not the time to take care of kids. But if you have a good support system, you're going to do it. You know, as you've just spoken about acceptance and all this, it just brought me to the question of, how do you tell your parents if you've had an abortion? Like, it's, this is very hard. <laughs> it's very hard. It also depends on the kind of relationship you've had with your parents and the kind of parents you have. Some parents, yes, um, they are parents, but they are not mature. Okay. And maturity is not always an issue of age. Yeah. So some parents are not mature. If you tell them that... Um, they may not be able to take it well. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even sure if the abortion discussion is what you should even be having with your parents. The discussion should have been that I'm pregnant. Mm. That's the discussion we should have been having. Yeah. Um, and then what they will do. But you'll find out that even if you tell your parents you are pregnant, some parents would help you get that abortion. Because maybe they're like, ah, oh, we're big people in church. They know us. We are bringing embarrassment yeah. to our name. So they'll quickly go and... Um, find a way to terminate the pregnancy and then ask God for forgiveness later. <laughs> we should always know that whatever sin we commit, there's forgiveness, but there are always consequences. And that's what people don't want to think about. There's always a consequence for the things that you do. Mm-hmm. And we should have that at the back of our minds as we take a decision. So sometimes if you think your parents can't handle it, you could have a trusted older person who you can talk with, who will help you walk through it and maybe come up with you, to your parents to say, this is what has happened and um, what do we do about this? How do we move forward? You know, with our current like economic situation, everybody's thinking about how, yes, they shouldn't have more children because, well, they the can't afford bad. them, mm-hmm. you know. And let's say, hypothetically, a mother is out there and she just got pregnant for a baby she knows she can't afford and she's thinking about like abortion. Do you have any um, advice for her? Yeah. Okay. Um, before we get to the point that she got pregnant, yeah. any mother 
who does not want a baby? Because I tell patients sometimes when they come, they say, they don't want babies. I say, what are you doing about it? I'm not doing anything. I said, then you want a baby. If you don't want a baby, then you should do something about it. And okay. there are contraceptives out there, various kinds, which you can use okay. as um, a, a mother who doesn't want more children. There are various methods of contraception. So sometimes people are just careless. Okay. People are just careless. And when you are careless, something now happens from your carelessness. You now want to do something wrong. So first of all, if you don't want a baby, do something about it. Okay. For the married people, go and do family planning. Get information on family planning. Choose something that works for you and follow it through. For the unmarried, as they used to say, zip up. Zip, zip. I don't know why they finally stopped that. <laughs> zip, zip, zip up. Please zip up. Zip up. Keep the key. Even throw it. Just give it the key to God until it's time to zip down. <laughs> until then, zip up. No sex, no sex, no sex. And let's, let's not get to the point of getting pregnant. But if finally you get pregnant, uh, well, you have been blessed. You have a baby. I think you should have that baby. <laughs> you should have that baby. Yes, maybe your standard of living may drop. You may need to move things around yeah. to accommodate that baby, but I think you should have that baby. Because um, you can't excuse sin. True. You can, because if you start giving excuses, there's excuse for everything. We can excuse lying, we can excuse stealing, we yeah. can excuse cheating, we can excuse killing True. and all that. Yeah. But sin is sin. And we shouldn't try to excuse it. What is wrong is wrong in God's sight. And God will not say it is right because of your peculiar circumstances. I hope, well, it may sound harsh, but that's the truth. <laughs> are there organizations that support women who are being forced to have abortions but don't want to? Well, in this part of the world, hmm, there are not that many. Wow. But I think um, Jankwano has something okay. for young ladies who get pregnant out of wedlock and um, want to keep the baby. Okay. There's a support, I think they call it, is it life spring or something? There's a name for it. Wow. But there's something for that there. For now in just, that's the only place I'm oh, sure wow. of that I know. But maybe if I'd done ahead of time, maybe I've done some more, yeah, more, more research. research to find out who else does that kind of support for young people who, who want to have keep their babies despite the fact that they are not married. Okay. And Samaka, it has been wonderful gisting with you. I've like enjoyed Gisna, myself <laughs> here. Thank you very much for coming. We hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. And you too. That's it for today's episode. The resources mentioned by Professor Ocheke will be in the show description. This episode of Youth Vibes was produced by Ernest Nampon. Our theme music is by Bashar Adami. Special thanks to Dalipagwari, Godfrey Ali, and Kami Iwara. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you right here next week.